1: Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered.
2: Joining us now on the SECV Hotline, John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. Uh, you're not one of those HGTV people, are you, John?
0: Uh, to actually, to be honest with you, I am. Oh, jeez. <laughs> see, I, I, I tell you what, I, it's one of those things that is a perfect Saturday morning wake up when you see just kind of every different like home improvement show, yard uh, yard crashers, all that stuff. I'm way, I'm way into it.
2: No, you watch cartoons on Saturday morning. What's the matter with you?
0: <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. I mean, I mean, I watch reruns of X-Men all the time. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> That's better, yeah. See, I, I go back to, like, you know, Bugs Bunny and Space Ghost.
0: Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, Space Ghost. The Space Ghost was awesome. Oh, yeah, Space
2: I, Ghost rock. I actually loved it. I know, with Blip the Monkey, Jan and Jace were the twins. Oh, yeah. How I'm can all you go wrong? You can't, you honestly can't as hard as you try. And Lord knows I have. All right. It was a win for the Eagles, but it was also a costly win for the Eagles. Let's talk about the positives here. And that's the fact that they got the win over the Houston Texans, uh, on the road too, which was a big game for them to win on the road, especially when you look at what else was coming down in the NFC East.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a must win to kind of keep, keep ahead or at least Stay in pace with everybody. Oh, well, who are we kidding? We're competing with the Cowboys here. I don't think anybody else is really going to creep up at this point. Maybe the Giants make a small little run there. But, yeah, you re- you really had to, to keep with that. And, you know, that front seven is no joke. You always kind of forget. of Houston doesn't really have an identity. Who are they? Are they a great defensive team? Yeah, kind of. Are they a great offensive team? No, not really. But that front seven is no joke. J.J. J. Watt should be should just play every position on the field. He was amazing yesterday, but the Eagles were, you know, able to pull them off enough to get the win, and, you know, doing that with two quarterbacks, and, well, obviously we're going to, to be talking about that too, but, um yeah, I thought that uh, on the Eagles front seven again just played really nice, really consistent. Uh, a lot of pressure didn't close as much as we'd like to see, especially against the guy when, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, who doesn't have a lot of mobility and they, you know, kind of made them look like <laughs> Donovan McNabb, like scooting through there every now and again, but still great pressure by them. Secondary action didn't play too bad, with maybe the exception of, of Earl Wolf, who was getting his first start and played the place of uh, Nate Allen. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like Nate Allen, but Nate Allen was sorely missed at some uh, at a couple of key moments yesterday. they still kind of giving up those big plays here and there, but um overall the offense keeps scoring points like they do. Uh, and they, once again, I feel like I'm a broken record here, Todd. No turnovers. Uh, they, you know, again, they're going to be a, a dominant team going forward. It's just a matter of if they can get
2: there. Well, if you can continue playing that broken record and be truthful about it, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> Eagles fans and a lot of Eagles people who are going to be really happy to keep listening to that over and over and over again. All right, let's talk about some of the negatives coming out of that and the first negative is the situation with Nick Foles, the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, went down with the collarbone? What's the latest that you're hearing, John?
0: I mean, his presser wasn't very forthcoming, and nor should he really be. I mean, you want to protect as much information as you can, but um, everybody is guessing four to six weeks. It's it's on his non-throwing shoulder, so um, I guess that's that's kind of a better thing. You might be able to play through that pain if you want to, um, but. You know, who knows? Any any broken clavicle, like it is, going to be anywhere from six to to ten weeks. Um, it's going to matter if he needs surgery. He had an MRI on it today. Uh, it's kind of a wait and see with everything that's going on here with Nick Foles.
2: All right, now uh, let's stay on the quarterback situation. Uh, Mark Sanchez came in, played a pretty good game. The numbers, other than the total yardage, pretty similar to what Foles was doing. But the one problem that Sanchez had when he was with the Jets, and we saw it yesterday a couple of times, he tried to force it when he was under pressure into double coverage.
0: Yeah, I, I, there were a couple of bad throws. There's a couple of gimme, uh, gimme ones. But I think for the most part, he played pretty well given the circumstances. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, Jason Kelsey made his return yesterday, which was huge, I think, for both quarterbacks there early. Um, but there were some, some timing issues there. There was a couple of high snaps, all that, all that other good stuff. Um, despite the, the two interceptions, one I, I really don't think it was, he could be on anybody, really. Yeah. Josh Up mm-hmm. kind of tipped it in the air. I thought yep. it was a pretty good ball. Um, the other one to Riley Cooper, I don't know, fifty-fifty more. I think that's more on Sanchez there. But yeah, there was a couple of bad throws. Um, overall, I thought he had some, a couple of beautiful ones as well. Uh, Jordan Matthews touchdown, obviously, and then you know Chip wastes waste absolutely no time, uh, no warm up or anything, and he throws a fifty-two yard strike to Jeremy Macklin uh, to get that touchdown. But um, overall, I, I think this is what you're going to see too. Is there's not That gonna and I've been saying this since week week two. I don't think there's going to be that much drop off from Foles to Sanchez. I really don't because the middle, the middle of twenty seven and two and thirteen and ten for Nick Foles is probably Mark Sanchez. And if you can be a two to one touchdown to interception guy or two and a half, I think that's going to be what you you know the the basic ceiling of of Mark Sanchez. Anything over that, hey, that's great. Sure, the Eagles would be happy to take it, but. I, I really don't see that much of a drop off coming. I know there's a lot of concerns of you know, Black Fumble has been in <laughs> everybody's for the last two years and with ESP and you know, they're playing Monday night against Carolina, so if ESPN's gonna ride that tail all the way, I'm sure you're gonna be hearing uh, that all the time. And the other surprising things I think you're gonna see too, is this what we were talking about this morning on BGN radio is just uh the the amount of national broadcasts that will say, "Wow, this looks like a completely different Mark Sanchez," and blah blah blah. No, same uh, one. <laughs> I think, the, yeah, yeah, still the same one. Uh, but I, I really think, yeah, and and it almost sounds ridiculous. I think Chip Kelly has, for some reason, just like Bill Belichick, kind of made his system quarterback-proof, mm-hmm. um, where you don't need that big all-star. You don't need Aaron Rodgers. You don't need any of that stuff. You need a competent guy that has good footwork and makes quick decisions. Um, Whether or not those quick decisions end up being good ones, I think that's what everybody's waiting for with Mark Sanchez. But I I think he worked pretty fast, and it seemed a little more cohesive. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with him being in the league for so long. Uh, Obviously, the Jets haven't had a good offense since, I don't know, Bill Parcells. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so so when you put those kind of offensive weapons around him, uh you make him go that up tempo speed, I think that really benefits him. He's not gonna be a world beater, but it might be interesting in the next four or five weeks if if he's red hot. I don't think he can go back to fold at that point.
2: Yeah, I think it's unfair to just remember the butt fumble, obviously, because back to back uh you know, title games in the in the AFC where, granted, the defense was unbelievable that Rex Ryan put together in New York for the Jets, but you also had to score some points too, and Sanchez was uh, the orchestrator behind that. So I think he's going to do fine in this whole thing. Obviously, you, t- you talked about the situation with Foles. You know, the 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 season he had last year is was just an aberration. You would love to see him duplicate that, but a lot I think a lot of people, you know, were comparing unfairly what he was doing this year to what he did last year.
0: Oh, sure. And uh, I, you know, he's kind of stepping into almost a no-win situation here. Right. Um, where you have that, that high, high, high expectation. I and I did too. I'm not going to, you know, I didn't, nobody expected that, but just to be a part of that middle, but the, the, <laughs> the 10 interceptions are just like, whoa, he had a, he had a really bad throw, um, before the injury in the first quarter there too. So it's, it's, uh, I, I feel bad for him in a way because I know that he is, he's a, a great guy and i i still think he can play football in this league without a doubt but it's he's got to figure out exactly who he is i i don't think i don't think he knows that either um so i hope you know i i hope he gets healthy um and i obviously there's no will will but i i really do think that this will give the eagles the best chance to win moving forward Right. because for, what, for 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 whatever reason he just you know it's it's not it's not there with not working um, so maybe the rest helped him. I don't know. Maybe he comes back and maybe Mark doesn't play that well and he jumps right in and, he, you know, he's good to go. But for right now, I think Mark might be the better option, at least for this season.
2: And it certainly seems like uh, any quarterback is going to be helped when you have your uh, your running back have 120-plus yards. By the way, LaShawn McCoy is the best player ever in the NFL.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> How about that? Too? Well, that's the other thing, too. It's just that was the other thing that took, completely blew me away was they just had a drive where they ran it five straight times. Maybe 80 seconds it took them to go down the field. Yep. Used all three running backs and scored. And then the other thing that was really impressive was just the eight-minute drive towards the end, towards the end of the game there, where they're you know they're marching all the way down and they go for it on fourth and one with a three-point lead rather than kicking the field goal. I don't even know if Chris Polk crossed the line on the fourth and one, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a Big Ball Chip at his best, and we all kind of like whoa. Uh, but the uh, yeah the touchdown throw there uh, to Macklin uh, uh, from Sanchez was was great. That that whole that that was kind of the big exhale. And what a oof. it doesn't get easy, you know. I just can't no. have a one one nice little blowout except for the Giants game. So I, I would expect the the trend to continue unless you know they they uh, magically start to really running the ball really well
2: absolutely I, I believe that eight minute drive was the longest of uh the chip kelly as a head coach has orchestrated i know it's with the eagles it very well could easily be the longest drive he, he's had in his coaching career including oregon <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, usually five I mean,
2: drives for him
0: <laughs> exactly exactly right and i think the closest was uh last year in green bay it peaked around uh, just just under the eight minute mark there to close that one out but uh yeah with with Mathis now coming back um you know Todd Herrmann's obviously. Todd Herrmann is an absolute iron man. I just want to say that real quick. Comes in with a, 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 a torn bicep full well knowing this functionality in one arm is not going to work and I think he was just trying to piece that together um just for one last go. He ends up I, I'm not exactly sure what happened to his ankle chip said he had uh, an ankle issue so he was going you know down one arm and down one leg basically uh, but um You have Matt Tobin, uh, who is the filling in for Evan Mathis. Looks like, uh, I would assume that they're going to flip him over there because he's had uh, a really good, uh, last two games here. Um, and I don't, from what I'm hearing, I don't think Todd Airman is coming back this year. Um, I, I was told yesterday and I don't think it's been reported anywhere else, but I was told that surgery has already happened in Houston and he has a post surgery already scheduled back here in Philadelphia. I'm not too clear on those details, but. I know surgery is definitely happening, and whether that's the ankle or the bicep, I don't think he's returning, uh,
2: back this year. Well, with that information and the information that, uh, came out, which nobody was surprised at when you saw what happened after that interception, that D'Amico Ryans is done with the Achilles injury as well. Uh, what are you hearing about him as far as any kind of details on that injury, if anything, John?
0: Uh, I, just basically what everybody else knows right, right now at this point. I mean, it is, they did confirm that it was the Achilles he is done for the year. Uh, I think Derek Gunn reported that on uh, CSN Philly. Uh, but it's that, that, that to me, is a bigger blow than losing Foles at this point. Because right. you can say what you want about Benico's uh, pass coveraging skills and all that stuff, but he has been a, such a great leader, such a great run stuffer. Um, maybe lost a step here or there, but <laughs> Chip Kelly, in his press conference, uh, compares him to uh, Mustafa from. Uh, you know, the Lion King and uh, you, somebody's got to pick up the shield and run, uh, whether that's going to be Michael Kendricks who came back and played really well yesterday or uh, Casey Matthews or Ocho or whoever ends up uh, stepping in there and start taking the play calls. I think that's, and you could you could tell and you could feel that uh, with the players, with everybody there, everybody got off off the sidelines. Um, just an incredible, incredible leader, incredible guy. And I feel yeah, I just had a loss for words because he, he's one of the guys that is the complete glue of this defense.
2: Well, what's going to happen now when the Carolina Panthers, obviously a completely and totally different offense, uh, come into the link Monday night to take on the Eagles with D'Amico Ryans out of there?
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure you... It's funny you say that because Carolina is supposed to, was supposed to be... In the mix, I just think they've completely fallen apart here. I, I didn't really have too much faith in them going into the preseason with their, their wide receiving core. Um, Cam Newton's still playing at a, at a very high level, but you know it's hard to keep a defense together year to year as opposed to an offense. And I think you're seeing that a little bit because everybody's been able to score points on them, whether that's through the air, whether that's on the ground. I, I don't feel as worried as I did when I looked at the schedule when it first came out. I, I think Carolina is. Is ready ready for uh, another butt weapon? To be honest with you, <laughs> Gr- granted they're coming off a little longer week. They had to play a short week against the Saints. That's a division rival game. I don't know if that helps or hurts the Eagles' chances. But um, I, you know, until until a team has actually played against this offense, I think it's really hard for them to compete, and I look for the Eagles to, to come out with a win uh, yet again.
2: All right, John Barchard, BleedingGreenNation.com. Uh, great follow on Twitter. You can follow along, of course, uh, with BleedingGreenNation.com as well on Twitter. John, we appreciate it. And good God, man, block HGTV on your TV.
0: <laughs> Please. If I did that, my, my, my lady would kill me. So
2: This is not my problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Todd. Have a good one,
2: my friend. (laughs) All right. You too. Thanks, bud. We'll talk next week.